0: Hello friends, we're in Friendship Studios today, and I have Pastor Matt, lead campus pastor at Prior Lake, and Pastor Joel, worship pastor at Friendship. We'll be talking about this crazy world. We're going to talk about Merry Christmas, but probably not the merry you're thinking of. We hope to bring a smile, warm your heart, and deliver hope. All this and more. I'm Pastor Kenny, and this is your Friendship Church Podcast.
1: Hey, church fam, Joel here. Want to talk about Blessing Sunday coming up on January 3rd? Uh, Blessing Sunday is a highly anticipated service, and it's a family worship service, and it's been uniquely crafted this year to bless all who attend in person or online, even in the face of the challenges that 2020 has thrown our way. This year's Blessing Sunday will have a time of worshiping the Lord through song, times of adoration, confession, communion, and thanksgiving, along with a corporate time of praying for each other together. This will be a great way to start 2021, 9 o'clock and 1045 at both campuses and online. See you there. Ho, ho, ho. Merry
0: Christmas.
1: Oh, man, you did it. Joel,
0: Joel and Matt, thanks for joining me on this Christmas edition. And we're, we're going to talk today a little bit about Merry Christmas, and so um, I, I want you to be thinking about what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear "Merry Christmas." First thing that comes to mind, even before we go into this next segment, first thing that comes to mind, just just shout it out. Go, Merry Christmas! Underwear? Socks.
2: Oh my! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Honestly, I can't I can't yeah, think of anything now. I, yeah, no. My mind has been spoiled for the rest of the day. <laughs>
1: right. Come and on. everyone else. Yikes. Who doesn't think about underwear and socks when it gets <laughs> to goodness. Christmas time? Everyone has that <laughs> mom. Okay,
0: okay. I see where you went with uh, that. You were thinking fair. in terms that's of fair. presents. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, okay. Got it. Got it. How right. about you? How about you, Matt? Merry uh, Christmas. Oh,
2: wow. Well, Joel got me going down the present idea, and so I'm yeah. thinking of comfy pants because my mom gives me comfy pants, <laughs> like jammy pants. Yeah. Every Christmas. Nice. Right? I think until I am 65, she will still be giving me jammy pants and comfy a, pants.
0: So so do you get rid of them every year when you get the new set, or do you keep them, like, oh, do, you, I've got do you have, so like, 25 comfy, comfy pants? Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. Until I reach a place where my wife sews them all into some sort of quilt. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the key. I gotta have a.
1: I need a comfy pants quilt. <laughs> yes. Guys, light bulb. Idea. Uh-oh. Uh, pajama Sunday. Pajama. Let's do it. Pajama day at church. Friendship church. Oh, no. April 3rd, 2021. Pajama day.
2: Okay. He, <laughs> no, he needs to never be a part of the podcast again. How do we that how might do that? How do we do that? We just, how do we get yes, rid of it? Right. How can
0: we edit this? Though? He's running the soundboard. It's hard to get rid of him. <laughs> well, you know, Joel, that comment just, I think it takes us into this next segment perfectly. And that's, this world is crazy. But God is good. So this world is crazy. And I got to thinking about uh, weird Christmas presents. And and this kind of came through an a, an evolution of discussion that I had with someone at church recently. They were saying that their grandparents—so this was like a hundred years ago. Well, their grandparents, the thing that they loved most about Christmas was fresh fruit. Really? They, they loved getting— Apples or oranges because fresh fruit wasn't, you know, it wasn't common in December. And so to get that, that was a big deal. Mm. And I was just thinking of like, oh, wow, we have come, I don't know that I would say a long way. We've definitely gone in a different track. <laughs> like, if you ask my kids, they're probably not going to say, man, I look forward to that orange in our <laughs> stocking that, that you guys, that dad and mom put in there every year. Uh, they're, they're probably not going to say that. Right. Mm. So it got me thinking about weird or crazy uh, Christmas presents that, that I've seen or heard about. And so maybe you guys have some in mind or, or, or something. I'll start and you guys can think about it. Um, <laughs> one that kind of cracked me up was a, a grandma who sent her grandkids glamour shots. Oh I just. I just <laughs> like a glamour <laughs> shot the, session like, for her uh, kids? No, no. She went and had a glamour <laughs> shot done, oh, no. and then had it framed. Yes, and then and then gave that to the kids. Oh boy, the grandkids. Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. Like wow. Okay,
1: oh. okay. Have you guys but, have you guys ever heard? Wait, no. Go ahead. I'm, am I interrupting? No, no. You go ahead. Have you heard of beardaments? Like <laughs> no. ornament? <laughs> no way. For the bearded fellow, there's a beardaments. <laughs> That's not a request for anyone listening. I will not wear it. <laughs>
0: Beardaments, so it's just ornaments for your beard.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: Wow, <laughs> that is weird. Mm-hmm.
2: Where, were, <laughs> I don't know. You got anything that comes to mind to you, Matt? One year, my my wife's grandmother, who is no longer with us, uh, gave a present to me at Christmas time, and it was a white silky turtleneck, uh, size small, with little red hearts all over it. This was yours? That was her gift to me. A white, <laughs> silky turtleneck, size small, with little red hearts all over it. Oh, man. Now 20 we, bucks if
0: you wear that. We yeah, believe
2: pajama, it man. was intended for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and that it accidentally was given to me, but when this. I opened it, I, I got to admit, my mouth just hung open. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I've never gotten a gift like this. Not sure I could geely. even get my arm into this. <laughs> And it's so wonderfully feminine, mm. <laughs> terrific.
0: <laughs> yes. so, so, this was the weirdest one I've I've heard of. Uh, was a shower curtain with a picture of Ruth Bader Ginsburg on it. Oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> well, I don't even think the person knew who it was that they were getting a shower curtain. <laughs> like, thanks for the shower curtain with Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh on my it. Goodness. That's weird. <laughs> All right. Well, this world is crazy, but God is good. Uh, let's, let's move on. Can, can we just move on? Is that all right? Please. Okay. Good. Well, earlier I was, I was peppering you with a question. What do you think of when you hear Merry Christmas? He said that, Merry Christmas, and then he said... Um, you probably thought I meant Mary M-E-R-R-Y, but I really mean Mary M-A-R-Y, as in the mother of Jesus. There's a difference. There, there is a difference. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Not good at spelling. Mary, Murray. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Uh, then he says, today in our sermon, we're going to look at Mary as the prototype of all believers. So what happens to her physically happens to us spiritually. And I got to tell you over the last 20 years I have been challenged with that thought. Like that that I've processed a lot through the years, but I just kind of wanted to get your initial take on it. Like how do you see Mary as a prototype
1: for believers? Mark set go. That's a hard one. Yeah, right. that's why I'm asking you. You Think about, you know, the time in which she lived and the fact that she gave birth to a baby and, you know, she had the angel visit and all that kind of stuff. And so she kind of knew, like, the special stuff was happening. But, like, right. none of us have experienced that. You didn't have an angel? I didn't have an Show angel. Up. I huh. certainly didn't give birth to baby Jesus. <laughs> right. right. Right? So, like, I'm curious to know where you're going to go with this, Kenny. Mm. Okay. Okay.
2: So the the one thing that pops into my mind— is that Mary's response to the angel in Luke chapter 1 seems to mirror the response that every believer has at some point in their life. When she says um, something along the lines of, I am the servant of the Lord. Yeah. May it be to me, according to your word, yeah. that humble heart that is on its knees before God and says, yeah. what, whatever you're going to do, I, I'm your servant. I, yeah. You are now Lord. Yeah, you know, and whatever it is, I'm up for it. Um, I think in in Romans we're told that a person has to confess Jesus as Lord mm-hmm. uh, in order to be saved. Uh, we don't confess Him as Savior; we confess Him mm. as Lord, King over our life, the rightful ruler of all that we do and each mm-hmm. and every day. And that's that's Mary's attitude here. Yeah. Right. I, I'm. I'm the. I'm, I'm the. I'm a what? I'm a servant <laughs> of the Lord. Whatever you say. Yeah. Let it be done. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that mirrors the believer's attitude.
0: Yeah. Um. That's really good. I like that. There's a, a th- there's also the supernatural element, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she becomes pregnant with the Lord Jesus in her because of a supernatural work of God, mm-hmm. and the you know I think First John. Uh, First Peter both say that God's seed is placed inside the believer; mm. that we have God's spiritual DNA growing in us. Mm. Uh, that that was something that really stood out to me when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Uh, his His spiritual DNA is now in me, growing and transforming me. Mm. Uh, that was something that stood out to me as I've as I've chewed on this and and thought about it. The the other thing is, um, you, you know, this for Mary. This must have been pretty uncomfortable. I mean, she's she's pregnant. i uh, I have seven kids, so I've got to see this a few times. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and when when Cindy has been pregnant, there are there are moments where she she's uncomfortable, yeah. like her thermostat changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 tough and i think as a believer there's an element of of god stretching us and transforming us mm-hmm. and and doing something inside us and it's uncomfortable yeah
2: kenny i'd i'd love for you to just go on and tell the women that are listening right now more about how tough pregnancy is could you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know they're all really excited to right. hear from you, you about know. how hard pregnancy <laughs> is I, right. i'd love for more time to be that's spent right. on that
0: well you know my my view is observational completely <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, what I've what I've heard. Uh, but thanks for bringing that up yeah, and invalidating everything I have to say about
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I think it was Carol Burnett that said it's like taking your lower lip and pulling it all the way up over your whole head. <laughs> Why? <What? laughs> so that's that's what labor is like. Yeah, mm. it's.
0: Uh, it's an amazing thing but mm. but I do know that 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 uncomfortable piece uh, is certainly true as a believer i mean mm-hmm. there there comes a point where it's like, uh yeah, you can't do the things you want to do, uh you have to kind of submit to the situation that you're in <laughs> uh because of the supernatural movement of God mm-hmm. I don't know okay yep. i'm i you, go ahead, let's hear it, Joel. I I see your eyes sparkling over there. <laughs> you, I know you have something.
1: That's hilarious. My <laughs> eyes are sparkling for no reason. Oh man, must be the Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Here we go.
0: Okay, well, well, let's let's think about that because not only does does Jesus stretch her? There, there comes a point where he's born into the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes from her and uh, like, I'm I'm forwarding now uh, years ahead. Mm-hmm. And Mary shows up and she shows up to where Jesus is. And, and remember, she wants to see him. And Jesus' response is, who is my mother? Mm-hmm. Who are my brothers? Mm-hmm. Right? And like, think about that from Mary's perspective for a moment. Right. Like, uh, what do you mean, who? I am. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, change your diapers. I, I was uh. there. I had to
0: deal with all of this, right? Yeah. 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 That, that would have been a tough moment. But I think there is a certain element that, that there is God at work inside mm-hmm. of us, but then God going out and working around us, and sometimes it doesn't look the way that we want it to look. Mm-hmm. And that is terribly frustrating. I mean, I should have a special privilege. I'm your mom, Jesus. You know, let me, You right. you turned water into wine for me. That didn't seem seem to be a problem. And now you have a big crowd around you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you could see where that might go. I don't know that it did, but you could see how it yeah. could go that way. Right. And spiritually, there have certainly been times in my life where I'm like, God's got to do it this way. Absolutely,
2: He's going to do it this, way. and He didn't. Right. <laughs> he had a better plan, but he didn't do it the way that I thought he should. Yeah. Well, and Kenny, that passage that you just referenced seems so important to me in terms of raising our children and even children's ministry within the church, because part of what Jesus seems to be communicating in that passage as Mary and the family approaches is you know, who, who's my mother? Who, who are my brothers? Like, it's those who do the will of God, he yeah. says, right? Yeah. And so, in that, he seems to be he seems to be teaching us there are no family connections dna connections to the kingdom of god it is about those who have right. relationship with jesus and who do the will of the father right. and in that same sense like there are no what, what's the phrase there are no uh, grandchildren in god's kingdom <laughs> like only children no one makes it in because of their parents no one makes right. it in because of their brothers their sisters their, like there's there's no Family ties that get us to be a part of the kingdom and Jesus expresses that here to say even the mother of the Messiah is not a part of the kingdom because of family place only those who do the will of God. Yeah. And that influences how we do children's ministry in the church. We recognize, hey, none of these kids are believers just because their parents are believers. There's no family connections that get you into the kingdom. Um, We want to help these kids know Jesus and to do the will of God, because that seems to be what he's indicating it's all about in that passage. Right. No, that is so good. But especially in the context of that,
0: Matt, because, you know, you have... Uh, the situation where they're tracing their lineage for hundreds, thousands of years, yeah. you know, right? Like it's <laughs> that was a big deal to them. Mm. Uh, who I am, what tribe I'm from, who who my family lineage is, and so for Jesus to make that statement is, man, that that was upsetting to some people, I'm sure. Mm. And I I would think to a certain degree it was at, l- at minimum off putting to Mary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So Jesus changes the world uh, around uh, around us, and sometimes that uh, isn't always fun. Can you think of any other, other pieces that uh, Mary's life kind of uh, echoes or is a prototype, a like of the believer? And I know in evangelical circles, like, this is almost a dangerous conversation because we want to be so careful that we're not— uh, you know deifying mary or mm. overemphasizing mm. mary i i think i think sometimes uh in evangelical circles we stay really far away from mary because there are other um uh christians who really emphasize mary mm. so i i recognize that that this can be an uncomfortable conversation for some people
2: i think i think mary also expresses um the words that are meant to be a part of the believer's life, again, we see in Luke yeah. chapter 1, in the midst of her pregnancy, my soul, my soul, it magnifies mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, in all of this, it would have been very easy for Mary to say, I'm so special. Right. Look at this. God chose me. I'm amazing. <laughs> And there are times where teaching within some churches begins to verge on that. Like, hey, God chose you. You must be amazing. You are so worthy. You are so fantastic. Whereas Mary says, wait, God chose me. How amazing is he in that? And she just magnifies and exalts God in that gracious choice and to some degree like that that is the model for each and every one of us like right. god god chose us well i can either focus on how amazing i am then i, I don't think that's ever the model the scripture teaches <laughs> us right or i can focus on how amazing he is that he would chose choose someone broken and yeah. desperately yeah. sinful like me and mary says i'm I'm exalting the Lord, like she's magnificent, yeah. or God is magnificent. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs>
0: that's a beautiful thing. And then, and then, just kind of wrapping that that piece up. There is a relational piece where Jesus, his final uh, act on the cross, is caring for his mom, mm-hmm. and and that's that's a beautiful moment that uh, that we can't miss. That personal moment where Jesus does care for us. Okay, guys, as we wrap up our time, real real quick, brief explanation. Your best Christmas gift ever or most memorable? I know, Matt, you you talked about the shirt. If you want to give another one, uh, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, best Christmas gift or most memorable? As you guys are thinking it through, I'll just share. Mine was a basketball hoop in the eighth grade. We got it the next day. We put it up on the backside of our garage. It was it was glass. Well, not really. It was the plexiglass, but yeah. I thought it was glass in yeah. those days. Um it it was just the coolest thing because it was it was so far away from uh the normal kind of gifts that I was getting from from mm-hmm. Christmas and I know they really splurged to get it for me, so I felt pretty special mm-hmm. and it was that was a that was
1: a cool gift. So I'm gonna go the most memorable route. Okay. Because it haunts me for being this selfish as a young kid. <laughs> um so a couple of weeks before Christmas I find this really cool blue bike in the shed. For sure, it's mine. For sure, it's my bike. Christmas comes. Mom and dad roll around. Merry Christmas, Chase. My little brother, bicycle comes in, and I just start bawling just so hard. And so I remember it because I was like, that's my bike. They just gave it to my little brother. What the heck? That's my bike. And I didn't even know it was my bike. But that's the only gift I can ever really remember getting. Shows how trivial gifts can kind of be in yeah. and of itself, doesn't it? Yeah. Wait,
2: did you just yeah. say that's the only gift you can ever remember getting?
1: Like at the like what well, at the prompting of Kenny's questioning? Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. I hope your wife's not going to listen to this. No. Yeah. She's the a, only gift. Only I can a gift. Ever <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> hey. Unfortunately, I know.
1: that's wow. a gift.
0: Unfortunately, wow. I hope she didn't get you, for a long Absolutely. time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I think that the best Christmas gift that um, that I can remember is when I was in the 6th or 7th grade, uh, I bought a bike for my sister. And it's the first time I ever bought anything for my sister with my own money. And my grandparents had to come in and help me because I didn't have enough money to buy the bike that I wanted. Oh, but I oh. still paid for like half of the bike myself. And there was a sense of just... Sheer joy in giving Mm. that bike because it's the first time, again, I'd ever paid for anything with my own money to give it to someone for Christmas. And that was like a... A special time. I, now that makes me sound really good. I won't. Especially
1: compared to me being selfish. Like, I, won't, I won't. I won't
2: tell I you about the uh, temper tantrums that took place a week before when I found out my grandparents were going to have to come in and help, like give the bike, and that their name was going to go on the card too. And no, it's supposed to be from me only. And I, we won't go into that. Uh, let me just sound generous in that I gave a bike to my sister.
0: <clears throat> well. Matt and Joel, Merry Christmas. And for those of you listening online, Merry Christmas to you. We hope that your Christmas is full, that your heart is encouraged, and that you have the hope of Christ with you. And as you go from this place, don't forget to love, live, and serve like Jesus. We'll see you next time. Bye.